Well, we, uh, we have our Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 4 p.m., but if you're not able to make that or you want to see Jordan again, uh, he said Frontline Church, where they're at, if you've been to the Frontline campus downtown, they have four different Christmas Eve services that day. What, 12 is the first one? 12, 2, 4, and 6. So if you would like to go and be a part of another Christmas Eve service that day, or you have family that kind of lives toward downtown Oklahoma City, uh, right there on Northwest 10th is the Frontline Church, and so he's helping out with, uh, with their Christmas Eve service. We're just going to stick with one at 4 o'clock. Has everyone, has, not everyone, has anyone ever gone to an 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service? Yeah, I know Council Road for a long time did. Is that the one you guys went to, the one at Council Road? Uh, Jordan was talking about his church in Kansas City. I guess they always did an 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service. We haven't started that tradition yet <laughs> here, here at Emmaus, but uh, we'll hold on to that one for, for a while. I know people who go to the 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service really love it. It's one of those that when you kind of build up to it and kids wear their pajamas. and I mean, if, as a kid, if you get to stay up till 11 p.m. to go to a... Uh, go to a church service, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal, so, yeah, they, uh, anyway, we're going to stick with four o'clock, one service this year, but bring your, uh, bring your family and friends, I love Christmas Eve service, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, let's have a time that we're able to pray together and, and praise the Lord for, for his work in our church, our lives, um, any prayer requests, people that you've cared for this week, or things you know of going on that we can, uh, we can lift up, we can pray for. Yeah, have you have you talked to Donna since she got home? Yeah. Oh, they didn't let her move into a therapy? Yeah. Okay. Donna Sadler, for those of you who know Donna and uh, maybe quilting ministry or different areas that you know Donna, just pray for her. She's recovering from a pretty big back surgery. Um, pray for John Kitchens. He's got his knee replacement surgery on Monday. So we're thankful it's Monday and not February or whenever it was going to be before. So uh, Monday is Monday's a lot sooner him to be able to be able to have that that surgery done um, yes yeah <laughs> thanks for qualifying that Dale <laughs> It's always good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do. Yeah, Margie's, she, uh, I know she gets lonely up there. She doesn't, but that is a good reminder, just especially this holiday season. If you know people, check in on them. It makes a big, big difference. Sometimes the feeling of loneliness or isolation can get ramped up a little bit during the holidays, or you feel it more than you would other times. And so be sure you. You check in on people. Um, yeah, Dan. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, my grandmother, yeah, when she moved into assisted living, she said, I'm too old to make friends. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make friends again. So <laughs> she just skipped that part. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Where where is that operate? Is it just in a huge warehouse down there in Dallas, or? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. No, I heard it was a great trip. It's always. It's always interesting to think about how many boxes are processed and how that whole process, that's an incredible logistics thing to, to see that happen. So, And remember, if you put a barcode in your box, you can even track where it goes, what country it goes to uh, around the world. So our kids always, they always enjoy seeing where their box uh, ends up someplace. But um, Anything else, anything you're just celebrating, things you're excited about for the holiday season or or things you're able to praise the Lord for things coming up yes sir yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah we take a while but once we get there yeah no thanks for sharing that no it's going to be good having you all around for sure did you kick James out tonight, or uh, he's back there helping? Okay, well that's great. That's wonderful. Thanks for saying it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were still in there. They're out looking at the moon, maybe. So, uh, yeah. Well, and we have our our music people are in full force tonight, getting ready for uh, getting ready for Sunday. Sunday morning is going to be fantastic. I mean, it always is when David puts these together. He's done a great job this year. Uh, and remember, Saturday night at 6 o'clock, if you have family member or friends, different churches who would want to come and be part of it but can't come Sunday morning, Saturday at 6 o'clock um, will, will also be the same music, same presentation. So it'll be, it, it's really, really uh, great. All right, well, let's, uh, let's pray together here. For um, Father, thank you for, thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. God, thank you for your work in uh, this church and the way that you draw people together, the way that we seek to care for one another, not just physically, but spiritually to care for one another. God, we pray for Margie, uh, that she would know how much she's loved, God, for those who this last year has been really hard, maybe losing loved ones or, or going through difficult circumstances this last year, God, that your presence would be with them during this holiday season, that they would know that the message of Christmas is God with us, 
And God, you've come near us in our pain. You, you don't stay far from us. You come near us. God, give us wisdom as a church as we move ahead that we would worship and we would do ministry in a way that honors you. God, that you would use us to reach people far from you. Uh, sometimes that's people in the other, other side of the world and other nations, and sometimes that's people just right in our neighborhood. Uh, but we, we want to be faithful in those things, and God, show us how to do that. Uh, and Father, I pray that tonight, during the time we have to read Scripture, during the time we have to think about some things going on in our church and, and prepare for the next year, God, that how we uh, do this would be honoring to you as well, and you prepare us. And God, we do pray for the other things going on tonight around campus, for music, uh, for the kids and youth as they have their Christmas parties, uh, for the groups that are meeting. God, thank you for the people that are serving in those areas and the way that the gospel is shared and lived out there. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you would, open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. I know you're ready to get to the business meeting, but uh, don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> we don't have much to worry about for the business meeting, not much to cover, but we will, we will get there. I want to begin in Ephesians chapter 1. So this past Sunday morning, as we were talking about the story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, in those passages, in Matthew chapter 21, we said that two things that happen when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, when he has kind of his second advent, his second coming, so to speak, in his life there, first coming into the world, and then at the time of his death coming into Jerusalem, the two things that happen are prayer and praise. And so those signs of God working in our church, of God working in our life, are prayer and praise. Here's what I want to think about tonight. Our Route 66 Bible reading, where we're trying to cover a book every week, is, is brought us to Ephesians. And uh, Ephesians chapter 2 is our core passage for the week. But I wanted to look at Ephesians chapter 1, because what you're going to find in Ephesians chapter 1 are two key sections. One about praise, and one about prayer. <laughs> so as Paul is reflecting on the Lord's work in establishing the churches here, the way he begins is with praise and with prayer. And I thought that was a neat connection with what we talked about on Sunday morning. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, does anyone in your translation in verse 3 say something other than blessed? Are they all blessed be? Does anybody have a translation that says praise be? Praise be, yeah. Usually you either get blessed be, or praise be, giving the same idea that it's a sign of, of worship, it's a celebration of worship. So what we know here is this section that goes from verse 3 all the way down, you know how many sentences are in there in the Greek language? One. It is the most incredibly 
uh, out-of-control run-on sentence probably in the history of literature. Uh, Paul is famous for just piling phrases on top of one another. It just Now, in English, to make it readable, it's broken up. Uh, but it's just this uh, effusion of praise, this overflow of praise that, that Paul is giving here. And so he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Praise be to God that not every blessing we experience is material and earthly. That God's greatest blessings are stored up in the heavenly places, these spiritual blessings that you can't count up, you can't touch, you can't control. They're, they're just given to us by the Lord. Verse 4, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Now, in church life, in theology, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 is a, is a pretty controversial chapter talking about being chosen, being elected, being predestined. Don't miss the fact that that doctrine that is contained in Ephesians 1 is meant to create one reaction, and that reaction is worship. That reaction is praise. So take all the debates about election and predestination and being chosen. In this letter, the response to those realities is worship and praise. That's it. Not any reflection upon ourselves, not any debate with one another, but just praise to God for the fact that he has done for us what we can never do for ourselves. That, that, that is where our hope lies. Verse 5, in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Praise God we are adopted as children. He doesn't keep us distant. God is judge. That's true. That's absolutely true in scripture. But J.I. Packer has a wonderful statement where he talks about it is a good thing that God is judge, but it is even greater thing that he is father. He is judge. That, that is true about him. But his defining characteristic toward us is that he is father. And he treats us in that way. He adopts us. He loves us. He pours out his love. And so we praise him for that. Verse 6, it's given to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. God, we praise you because you have given freely of yourself to us. We praise you because you've chosen us. We praise you because you've adopted us. We praise you because you've given freely of your grace. In him, verse 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. God, we praise you for the redemption, for the salvation that we have because of Jesus, the forgiveness that you've given us, God, that we're not defined by our past and all the things we've done that make us guilty, that we're defined by the forgiveness we have in Jesus. So we praise you for that. Verse 8, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. God, thank you that you've made known to us what we could never know with human insight, the mystery of your will, how you work among your people. Verse 10, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. God, we praise you that you are at work, that you, are, you have a plan that you're going to bring all things together. Verse 11, 
In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God, we praise you for the inheritance that we have in Christ. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him, verse 13, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you believed in him, and you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we require possession of it, acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. God, we praise you because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that our life as a believer is not dependent upon us, upon our strength. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And our salvation is secure, not because of what we do, but because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we praise you for that. And we praise you that it's going to lead to this inheritance, this possession that we're going to take, that's going to ultimately not be for us, but to bring you praise and glory. So you have, from verse 3 to verse 14, an overflow of praise. All these things that Paul is praising the Lord for. Then look what happens in verse 15. For this reason, for all these reasons that we praise you, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom, and of revelation and the knowledge of him. So as you're working through these scriptures, God, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Now, God, I pray for our church that people would have wisdom and understanding about who the Lord is, that they would come to know him, that they'd have wisdom and understanding. Verse 18, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? God, help people know the hope that they have in Christ. Help people realize the goodness that they have because of Jesus. Verse 19, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? God, let us understand how great your power is. Let people know how strong you are. Verse 20, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. God, let us have eternal heavenly eyes, not being dominated by what we see now, but knowing you're at work. And then verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as, as head over all things to the church. So you're reading this at home, and your prayer is, thank you, Lord, that Owen is not in charge of the church. <laughs> That's your prayer. Um, that Christ is working to shape his church, that he is doing all of this, verse 23, the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. God, would you fill us up with the fullness of Christ so we can live that out to people around us. Now, why, why work through the chapter in that way? Because one of the things I encourage people to do at the end of the service on Sunday morning is when you read Scripture, one of the great things you can do is just turn it back around to the Lord in prayer and praise. God, this is your word to us. 
We may not have dealt with every controversy in that chapter. We may not have gotten behind every word and every phrase. But what we did, we received God's word given to us, and then we turned it back to him in prayer and praise. We thank you for this, God. We see your work. And as you do that, it's amazing how it begins to shape your heart and, and your mind. So I stopped there to say if you this week have not already gotten into Ephesians or if you this week have not had time, you haven't been able to be in Scripture, our chapter as a church this week is already Ephesians chapter 2. And so what I would encourage you to do is somewhere between now and Sunday, open your Bible or your phone to Ephesians chapter 2 and do something like what I just did right there. That you would take Ephesians chapter 2 and you would praise it and you would pray it back, back to the Lord. It takes maybe 10 minutes max if you, go, if you go slow. But what it does, it will begin to change the way you read scripture because it's not, Lord, do I understand this? But it's, Lord, do I believe this? Do I believe this comes from you? And do I know how to proclaim that and pray that and praise that back to you? So that's my challenge for you. This week, take Ephesians chapter 2 and praise it and pray it back to the Lord. And let's do that as a church and use that as one of the ways that we, that we engage Scripture. So I want to pray for us about doing that. And then we'll get into a couple of things that we need to talk about as, as a church. Father, thank you that when we think about being Emmaus Baptist Church, we don't think about anything that one particular person has to say. Uh, we don't come here because we're trying to get advice on simply how to live a better life. God, we come because of the power and the truth of your word that you've given to us and that you've shown to us through Jesus as we sang about earlier. God, I pray that as we, as a church and as individuals, read Scripture, that we wouldn't miss how Scripture should impact our praise of you, that Scripture should guide the way we pray for one another, the way we pray for ourselves. God, I pray that this week, that you would use the book of Ephesians, you would use Ephesians chapter 2, God, to bring joy and peace and focus to our lives. And ultimately, God, that you would use your word to transform us, to make us into the image of Christ so that we can live fully for you, for your glory. God, do that individually, do that in our families, and do that in our church. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, the little half sheet of paper on the back, if you have not already uh, gotten that, if you would take one of those out, and uh, we're just going to work through a couple of things really, uh, really quickly here. So I guess I should officially call our business meeting to order. Okay, now <laughs> we're officially called to order. Uh, we're going to do a couple of committee reports. Brian, why don't you come first and work us through the financial statement. If you didn't get a financial statement on that back table that is uh, stapled together, if you want to grab that and, and Brian will, will work us through that and you can ask any questions about that you want.
thousand dollars and that'll probably even itself out pretty much by the end of the year so overall we're in a really good spot and i expect that that's just going to continue that bottom line is going to continue to increase between now and the end of the year any questions on on the actual revenue and, and expenses or income and expenses okay real quickly the last page is our designated or restricted funds Th this represents um, funds that have either come in directly from the congregation or that ha represent excess funds from prior years that have been earmarked for very specific projects uh, you'll notice that if we kind of focus on that ending balance in the far right hand column um, that's how much is in these funds at the end of the year so there's about four hundred twenty four thousand dollars designated for these particular funds the big items in those funds, there's really about three items that make up about 60-70% of that. Um, there's 102000 at the top there that for future building construction. Uh, then down toward the bottom, there's about $100,000 that's been set aside for future projects on the West property. And then at the very bottom, there's another $47,000, dollars it was originally designated to do something between the two buildings. I think that's on hold right now because until we get our kind of our long-term uh, strategic building plans in place, we may or may not. I think it will eventually be connected. It's just we may not. We don't want to do something that we're then going to have to tear down and start over on if we when we do a new building project somewhere down the road. So that's that represents about 250000 of that, that 424 and then the other 175,000 or so is made up of a plethora of other accounts that you can see. So, and that's really all I have, unless anybody, anyone has any questions. Okay. My back line here? Yeah. That comes out of a committee, so that doesn't require a second. We've already asked for questions, so all in favor of receiving the financial statement, say aye. aye. Any opposed? All right. If you oppose that, you get to be on the finance committee. That's normally how that, how that works. We'll actually talk about committees here in a, here in a minute. So uh, no other major committee reports. Building committee, Brian alluded to the roof repair that has happened. We had that bad leak uh, several Weeks ago, the company came back out and did a lot of repair inside with some aesthetic things that need to be fixed. I think we've just about gotten all that wrapped up. Uh, Jeff and his guys did a great job on the Christmas lights. It's fun having uh, those out there. So, yeah, great job on, on that. Uh, no major changes to the, the lobby plan. The gentleman that's doing the woodworking to finish out the lobby for us had surgery around the holiday he told us it was going to be January probably before he could get started so we're still still looking about the same thing there uh, Jim and Jonathan walked through the building today to look again at our security cameras we have a lot of security cameras around the building but there are a few areas that we can't see that we would like to be able to see so they put together a, a map that shows in detail what we can see what we can't see then we need to go back and decide strategically you know which ones are most important for us to uh, for, for us to be able to have so there's some work being done on that I um, can't think of anything else related to building I'll tell you what one thing related to building if, if you haven't already 
reach out and encourage Jeff Meyer. Uh, Jeff's surgery, he just didn't recover the way that he, he had hoped to, and so he's been stuck at home, stir-crazy and cabin fever, and so if you've got Jeff's phone number, uh, everybody had bombarded him with some text messages, and uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff loves text messages, so bombard him with those and reach out to him. Um, he does a great job. Jeff and then Greg with the custodial work, they do a fantastic job for us. Any other questions related to building things uh, you know of? You said you're going to join the custodial service after you spill, <laughs> spill the drink there. Speaking of custodial, now we're messing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, personnel committee who haven't met in, in a while. The main thing related to personnel committee has been there was a little bit of research happening about the possibility of every so many years, seven years, ten years, something like that, offering sabbaticals to ministry staff. The personnel committee hasn't landed on that exactly they're still kind of working out that policy but that's been a conversation that's been going for a few a few months out of that personnel committee and then uh during 2020 we mentioned last week but our goal in the personnel committee and staff is to solidify the music leadership position to know that we're not in a long-term interim anymore that we're able to move ahead and that's a very open-ended discussion right now but that's the main goal personnel wise right now any questions personnel related, personnel committee, anything like that? All right, sounds good. Moving on to ministry reports and fall recap. Jeff has uh, an education ministry discipleship report. Yeah, we get to do something kind of, <coughs> kind of fun tonight, and uh, and and recognizing somebody who uh, has been faithful and in service for a long time. We are really grateful for all of those who, um, who serve and volunteer and, and teach. Um, but when somebody has been uh, as faithful as as Dale McCoy in, in teaching his class and serving um, them for as long as he has and as well as he has. Uh, we, we decided that was, that was worth celebrating, and his class has gotten a great chance to, to encourage them and, and uh, appreciate them, and so we just wanted the chance for a few others to do so, and he loves this. He loves having all the attention pointed, <laughs> pointed his way. Um, I'll let him stay back there with Miss Beth, but um, we just want to say thank you and how much we appreciate you and, and truly the model um, that he is, not only for a Sunday school teacher, but just as a man and as a husband and a and a church member, it's someone I look up to, and I hope a lot of us do as you continue to serve. And so, um, if you if you don't know, Dale uh, called a few weeks back, and God had really led them to take a step back from teaching. Um, that that was something that was a good idea for them, and, and we think it's well deserved. <coughs> as he was as he was telling me, uh, he said he's been teaching Sunday school for forty years, forty years. And so <coughs> that means you started about four or five, right? <laughs> yeah. Four or five. Okay. <laughs> But uh, that's a lot of Sundays. If you know them, you know they don't miss many of those. Um, that's a lot of Sundays. It's a lot of lessons, a lot of effort, tears, a lot of prayers. 
And so we just want to say thank you and how much we love you guys um, and, and hope that you're encouraged. So if you get a chance tonight afterwards, go by and tell them how much you love them. We're going to give them a, a Bible and, and a gift card. So you've got to take Miss Beth out for some dinner. All right. <laughs> so thank you guys very much. That's great. Uh, Jeff, any, uh, I know that was most of your report. Anything else you want to say from a uh, discipleship, men's ministry, women's ministry side of things? Sounds good. Uh, kids ministry, preschool ministry, student ministry, all of all of those groups for for the fall. They uh, seem to end really well. Fall retreat for both youth and fall fest for our kids went went extremely well. And so appreciate all of you that that helped out with that. Um, Jim, I can't. See where Jim? Oh, he's having all of his. The fifth and sixth graders are helping Jim pack up meal bags for this Sunday. I was like, "Where did Jim go?" That's where they are. They're they're packing up meal bags for uh, for this Sunday with all the fifth and sixth graders. So that's what they're doing. But uh, missions wise, Jim has had a couple of different times that he's been able to talk to you about things going on related to missions. One new opportunity just. Uh, put out in front of you that Jim is thinking a lot about right now. Last couple of weeks, he's gotten connected with Vista, which is the more public school night school, and then they also have an op option during the day for some for kids that are in trouble, some for kids that are just in hard circumstances. And so through connections with Vista, we're going to take meal bags to a lot of those kids. Jim was able to ask, hey, what kind of needs do you have for these kids that are at the night school, ninth through 12th grade? And he said their needs were things like socks, gloves, jackets. He said nobody was asking for an Xbox. Nobody was asking. They were asking for the basics. Um, that they're, they're and in night school for tons of different reasons. Uh, but there's a, there's a big open door there for us to be able to connect with that school and that program and Another way uh, that Jim's been able to be tied in with the school. So there's a good chance he's going to be asking you for some ways that we can come alongside and serve and be involved in that. Uh, that was the new one that he wanted me to mention to you is, is just Vista and, and being, able to, being able to be involved with that, that school program. Um, let's do the 2020 schedule preview. If you look at the bottom of your uh, of your sheet there first and most important January the 2nd the Emmaus mini golf day so this is going to be a fun day if you're around and not traveling you may say I don't know anything about golf that is the person we're looking to be here like you are <laughs> you are target person for this event if you feel like you don't know anything for golf 
it's going to be fun. The staff has had fun. We've laid holes out. They're going to be through the hallways. Uh, each staff member has their own hole that they've, uh, that they've been able to, to design. It's going to be a fun day. So this is really something you can bring your friends, bring people to come and do. Come with a group. It'll be more fun with a group. We'll check our insurance about, before, about all the windows that might be broken or things like that. So it's going to be fun, though. So the, the church will be open for this from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Come anytime you want during the day and do that. We'll start back up on Wednesday nights, January the 8th. This is our last Wednesday night until January uh, the 8th. Jeff mentioned our Sunday night small groups, both the one that meets here at the building and then several groups off campus. You can see there are 12 different, 12 maybe, three, six, nine, yeah, 12, 12 different Sundays or weeks that we've been able to identify for the spring for groups to meet, which is a lot better than we did in the fall. So small groups are going to be able to have some momentum in the spring and really get to know each other and spend some time together. So if you're not part of one of these groups outside of Sunday school, but you'd like to spend some time getting to know people and praying together and studying together, these are great opportunities. Uh, and I hope you'll be able to take advantage of that. I don't know. Thanks for asking that. Appreciate you asking that. Um, February 9th, we're doing our marriage night again, our marriage conference on, on February the 9th, so we hope you can, uh, you can be a part of that. Dr. Kelly is coming back again. I don't know how many years in a row Dr. Kelly's been here, but uh, he's already agreed to those dates there in, in March. Um, if you listen to the radio much, you might have heard of 10th Avenue North. 10th Avenue North is coming here for a concert on Palm Sunday, uh, the Sunday before Easter. So that's a pretty, that'll be a pretty big concert. And then we'll do our normal Easter uh, Monday, Thursday walkthrough. Also offer that Wednesday night option for people that want to be a part of that. So that's a little bit of a glance at our, at our upcoming schedule if you want to make notes of that. The Linger Conference is a young adult conference, kind of a, what, Jeff, 18 to 29-year-olds, something like that, and they do it down in Dallas every year. We've gone with a group of young adults probably four or five years in a row now. Uh, it's, it's a good conference. It's, it's keyed toward 18 to 29-year-olds. Yeah, you're right. You just barely made it, Coach. Barely made it. That's close. <laughs> That State Evangelism Conference is always good every year as well. It's out at First Southern Dell City. Uh, so hopefully we can get a group of people out uh, for, for that as well at the State Evangelism Conference. So, Any questions about schedule? Thank you for those questions, Dr. Harvey. All right, if you'll turn over to the back. We need to vote on 2020 committee members. If your name is on in bold font back here, you want to, do we have anybody? No, just you. All right, you can't vote. Uh, but uh, any questions about committees? Committees run off three-year terms, and names in bold are the new names that their term will run through 2022. They'll start January 1st, run through 2022. Uh, these names down here come from the nominating committee, 
which will now be made up of Donna, Jill, and Paul. The finance committee, Brian is a standing member. In fact, I think of Emmaus committees, he's the only standing member we have as the church treasurer. Excuse me. And then both building and grounds and personnel, we had to add in one person on each committee to fill a vacant spot. So John Kitchen is going to do a two-year term on building and grounds. Jeremy Russell is going to pick up a one-year vacancy on personnel um, and, and step into those those roles. You'll see under building and grounds, Jeff Meyer is ex officio as a result of being our maintenance director for the, uh, for the church. So he's a part of that building and grounds committee, but just not as a member because he's an employee of the, uh, of the church. Any questions about committees? The people on the committees, being proposed for the committees. All right, this list comes from the nominating committee, so it doesn't need a second, and I don't see any questions. All in favor of the names presented here, say aye. aye. Any opposed? All right, that passes. Also, we need to vote for the 2020 proposed budget. Hopefully, you've had for maybe a week or two a copy of the proposed budget. We've had question and answer forums. A few people have come to question and answer forums. We've had good questions. Brian, anything from those forums, any consistent questions, questions that would be worth mentioning to the group as a whole or things that we've... Tied to the actual, yeah, just strategy stuff, so. Um, it is, yeah, it's a smaller increase this year in the overall proposed budget. Uh, we've tried to be careful and wise about that, and Brian and his finance team do a lot of work on that. The uh, budget proposal comes from the finance committee, so it doesn't need a second. And we've had two weeks of questions, so I don't think we have any questions at, at this time. All in favor of accepting the 2020 proposed budget, say aye. aye. Any opposed? All right, so that passes. If you do not have a copy for yourself, you can grab one on that, on that back table back there. Um, and let me just piggyback on something Brian said earlier. Thank you all for your, your faithfulness and consistency in giving. I know over the next four weeks, really, really three weeks, you're going to get bombarded with a lot of year-end giving requests. We understand that, that that's coming. Year-end giving to the church does put us in a really good position moving year to year. Um, and so I, I know you're going to pray about that, seek to be wise about that. We want you to give the ministry efforts and mission efforts and year-end giving. But when you're able to do some year-end giving for the church, it really does put us in a good spot being able to do ministry projects and prepare for what's coming ahead. And really year-end giving over the last two or three years is what has allowed us to catch up on a lot of things around our building to be in a good place going forward. So I don't want to over-ask on that because I know you get asked by a lot of mission groups and a lot of ministry groups, but, but know that it does make a big impact. And we will be open on December 30th and 31st to take your year-end giving if you would like to come by. So uh, we'll be standing at the door. Um, but thank you all for that. Anything else? New items for future consideration? Anything you would like any committees or ministry teams to look at? Yeah, 
you couldn't hear what Deanne was saying, she was just commenting on how great the foster care ministry event was last weekend. It was really done well. And that's Christine Young and Jim Lehue did a lot of the work related to that. If you haven't seen it already, over in the lobby of the big building is the wall that has the kids' pictures on it, and, and those aren't stock photos from the internet. Those are kids ready to be adopted right now in the state of Oklahoma out of foster care. And so if you have not looked at those pictures and that information already, be sure and do that. But it is, um, it's, it's pretty amazing, pretty compelling. So the lobby feels good. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we talked about after that little hymns uh, and hot chocolate event we did, we're gonna have to find ways to use the lobby like that more often. That was really, that was a really neat setting in there. So um, get some more chairs in there, but yeah. Please do. Mm hmm. Yeah, so we, Courtney sends an email to names that are not associated with Emmaus. I send two follow-up emails, and then if they have a phone number or an address, we contact them. Uh, I will tell you an interesting connection off that and something for us to think about going ahead. Several of the Fall Fest families who aren't connected with Emmaus don't have primary English speakers in the house. And so we've had a family visit recently who asked about the possibility of ESL courses or things like that at, at Emmaus. We always want to be careful about adding another program or, you know, event on. But there, there's a need, I think, related to ESL in our, uh, in our neighborhood. Uh, Jamie Marks, who, works out, who greets out here at, the, at this door at the family check-in, he was talking about his next-door neighbor is Vietnamese and doesn't speak English, and so Jamie tries to communicate with the kid in the house and, and is trying to get to know them. So that's a long answer to say most of the cards we got not related to Emmaus were either Vietnamese families or families, um, Hispanic families that didn't have a primary English speaker. So, I, yeah, that, I mean, it's worth paying attention to and figuring out how do we... How do we do? Some of you may have met Haruki, a Japanese gentleman that's visited Emmaus several weeks, and his wife is Chinese. Um, and she came to faith in Christ a few weeks ago, uh, not a few weeks ago, a few years ago, at the ESL program at Meadowood Baptist Church in, in Midwest City. And so they moved to this area of town, and they visited Emmaus several weeks in a row, but it was related to an ESL-type program, so... Thanks for asking that, yeah. All right, let's pray together, and we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you for your work in our lives and our church. God, we, it's good for us at the end of a, a year to come together as a church like this and just say that we trust you. We want to be wise. Uh, we want to be diligent. We want to work hard. We want to have urgency about what you called us to. Uh, but God, we know that you are the one who gives the growth. You, you give the victory. And so God, let us be found faithful. Uh, let us be diligent. And God, let us be people of worship, of praise, of prayer, who share your love with those around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.